Hello and welcome to the Gears and Chronos podcast. This is Alexander. How you doing, Dennis? I'm good, Alexander. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is episode number 11. Um, today we're, we're going to be discussing uh, the idea of collecting, um, kind of like what, what it means to us and um, some things that I guess we're into. We're not, I, I don't think I'm a collector uh, by any means, but I, I think um, everybody who has a certain type of hobby can be a collector of some sort. So, um, yeah, so first things first, I guess we'll just start off. Uh, do you want to do like a wrist check? Sounds good. So I'm wearing my um, my grandfather's uh, JLC uh, memo box. Been really enjoying wearing that on the, the weekends. I don't I don't usually wear it much during the the week as it's it's just too uh, vintage of a watch. And I just don't want it to get banged around at all at work and things like that. But definitely the weekends uh, enjoy wearing it. How about you? Yeah. Uh, so today I'm I'm still wearing the same watch as I do like every other day. I'm wearing the GMT Master. Um, yeah, it's been great. I mean, I honestly like there's really nothing out there that compares to this watch in my opinion. Mm. Um, you know, you could say like, oh, it's overrated. There's like you know, there's better things for the money, but I just feel like there's there's really nothing that ticks all the boxes for me. You know, like I could get a Grand Seiko or whatever, and it would be better finishing you know better quality control whatever but something about this gmt masters like every single thing on it is like the proportions are right everything it just looks looks the part in my opinion so um yeah great watch it's i mean what else is there to say really about it (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing to say it's great it's amazing it's it's awesome um Mm -hmm. so yeah i've been wearing it a lot and it's uh getting beat up so nice Also, um, exciting uh, news we're recording for the first time in person, which is pretty cool. As we started this during the the uh, earlier this year, obviously in the pandemic, so it's nice to finally be recording in person. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, it's it's a little strange uh, doing this in person, but I think um, it will make things a little bit easier, especially like conversational wise. I think mm-hmm. um, being able to see each other face to face would be uh, helpful. So, yeah, yeah. Also, I want to dedicate this episode to a special listener in India. <laughs> Krenu, shout out Krenu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, I mean, we we can get started. We could, uh, if you want to, kind of just you know preface a little bit, like what what does collecting mean to you? Uh, what kind of things you like to collect? And uh, I guess we could just go from there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sounds yeah. good. So. Um, I mean, when it comes to um, watches, I definitely appreciate watches that have a story or um, a history to them. I mean, obviously, this day and age, since watches aren't, quote, relevant in, like, daily day-to-day use like they used to be, where they had, like, an actual, like, um, purpose a purpose to them that you couldn't live without. But now, obviously, with phones and everything, like, technology that you can. But I like to have, like... With this memo box, for instance, for instance, when my grandfather had gotten it, it was because he needed an alarm to get off the train to know what stop he was getting off of. So it had that purpose, and I liked the that the watch has that history to it, and it was also purposely built uh, for that use. And like likewise with my Grand Seiko, that it has the GMT function. So if you're going somewhere, you know what time it is in two time zones, and also. With that particular watch, it's high accuracy quartz, so it has obviously um, much higher accuracy than your traditional quartz. And 
I find that kind of utility and um, functionality very interesting because it's not just a, a watch, so to speak. It has some other intricacies because to me, it's, I don't know, it's when you don't really need a watch for timekeeping so much anymore because you have other ways of telling the time, like having that additional history to me is is an important aspect in collecting and what I look for when I buy uh, watches. How, yeah. how about you? Cool, cool. Um, I didn't know you, does your JLC have an alarm function? Yeah, it does. The um, Actually, the um, the top crown on it, you you can set the middle dial on it. Oh, okay. And that allows you to um, also wind it up and it'll make a, a an alarm noise oh, once it gets cool. on that time. Oh, shoot. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, low-key kind of uh, function on it. Yeah, it's a low-key flex. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, I, I mean, for me, in terms of uh, watches, um, I, in terms of like the hobby itself, I pretty much just started uh, pretty much when I met you back at, at, uh, at Porsche. Um, I wasn't really into watches. Like my mom was really into watches. She used to wear a lot of stuff every day. I didn't really get into it until, you know, a few years back. Um, but for me, I, I wouldn't call myself a collector. I don't think I'm that hardcore to call myself a collector. You know, I'm just doing this because it's uh, it's fun and you get to enjoy um, certain things. And um, be, be, like you get to enjoy them and you can still, uh, you know, like save your money in a way that, that you can enjoy. Like it's a, it's a good like hobby financially you know and i think you might roast me because of that but i think there's a lot of things out there like cars you you buy certain cars right it's not that you don't like the car it's like you 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 have to enjoy the car to begin with but once you buy that car you might not lose any money on it and you get to enjoy it for like x number number of years um i think that's that's a great hobby i know it might not seem like i'm a true enthusiast at that point but uh, that's kind of how I do things, and uh, especially now that I don't have, I'm not balling out of control. Like I don't have money to just blow on everything, um, so I kind of have to use it wisely. So um, yeah, it, for me, it's just like buying watches here and there is is a good way to um, enjoy these pieces. And then if say like I have to get rid of it or um, you know something else comes up, then I could do that without really hurting you know my wallet and stuff like that. So. For me, that's kind of how it is. Same with cars. You know, I had that E30 for a while. And I, when I first bought it, I didn't think I would profit from it. I thought I would just enjoy it and maybe like break even or maybe lose a little bit. So, I mean, that's kind of just how I, how I do things and how I look at things like in terms of my, my hobbies. So, yeah, for me, that's kind of how it is. I'm not a collector though. So, yeah, I know, I know what you mean because it's like, it's like one of those kind of weird things um, in collecting. Like a lot of people say that they, yeah, buy what you love and yada, yada. But realistically speaking, unless you you have that money that you're spending on the watch that you can afford to lose and to blow, basically you want to buy something that's financially secure because if you're buying something that, I don't know, let's say that you would um, automatically know that would lose money, um, basically you're okay with losing that money. So in that sense, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that no one should really be looking for watches to specifically lose um, yeah. money, so to speak. I mean, obviously we see plenty of people out there that buy watches, then have regretted them and might lose money. But I mean, I feel, I feel like 
that way of looking at collecting or the watch hobby in itself is like a, a no brainer. And it's like kind of, kind of a wonder why, like that's not the way everyone applies to it because unless you have stupid money to, to lose, um, if you're just buying watches, um, with, without looking into whether they're, they're value, they're going to hold their value a lot. I mean, like it just, just makes, um, a lot of sense because any hobby is just for fun in reality. So, it's basically just a a side kind of hobby, like besides like your main things you need to spend money on in life. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely a a great way to look at it. I I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a little bit tough because sometimes I feel like there are certain watches that just because I know of the quote unquote, like investment value or um, like value retention that it, it kind of steers me towards that watch. So like, say you, you take like a, speedy and a daytona if i were offered two at the same time i mean any reasonable person would take the daytona over the speedy just because the daytona is like you know you can flip that for like three times but personally i like the speedy more but i still wouldn't pick the speedy because i'm gonna lose like three grand off the bat so you know i i don't know if if that's if that's like the fault of the collector, like like the collector or the person that's buying, or the the manufacturer making things, you know, the way the, the way they are. So I don't know. For me, that, that that's kind of where it gets blurred a little bit. Where you know, a lot of the decision making nowadays is based off of like the value of whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, I, I feel like it's one of those kind of things where you can't help but look at it that way because. Yeah. Like, it, like no matter what, like, like let's say you love this piece over that piece, but if you find out that um, product X is gonna hold its value and and um, be worth this much over X amount of time that you've gotten to enjoy it, then you can't help as like, ah, I gotta pick that. I mean, because realistically speaking, like once you're spending a certain amount of money, it's like you you want that money to be safe so i mean it's it's hard not for it to get seeped into yeah. your line of thinking just because money's like a very um big big deal in watch collecting because you want to be able to i don't know like let's say you you're not into a certain type of watch anymore because let's face it like your taste can change mm-hmm. like if you want to get out of the pieces that you have you want to be safe and knowing that if you've gotten into these pieces then you can easily sell them and then get into other ones so that way you don't have to start all over again and it's like makes it a lot easier too yeah yeah no i I definitely agree i just wonder if like that makes you a true enthusiast if you look at things that way Hmm. you know like uh i I don't know i don't know uh in my opinion i think um i think you you still are but it, it it's not you know, you're not like super hardcore at that point. I feel like you're kind of like in the middle. I don't, I don't even know what the word is, but like it's, you're not a true enthusiast at that point. Um, but it's really, it's really hard to tell, especially like when like we're like, we're younger, we don't have like a ton of disposable income. So it's hard for us to speak from that point of view. I agree with you, but at the same time, I feel like at the same time, there's like a whole spectrum of watch enthusiasm and watch collecting Mm -hmm. so like anyone can get into this hobby and enjoy it i feel like it's it really comes down to whether it's something you enjoy and it's something that because the way i see it like hobbies 
you're doing it because it's something you enjoy and something that mm-hmm. brings you happiness. Like with both of us, collecting uh, collecting and owning watches is something that brings us happiness and something that we're enjoying. So I feel like no matter what the which way you slice it, like no matter what your reasoning is for buying certain pieces, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're happy with it and it's something you enjoy, then who cares why why it is that you bought it? Because it's something that you're enjoying um, makes you happy. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like that's what counts. I mean, people can say all they want, but I mean, at the end of the day, that's what really matters. Yeah, it's true. Is there anything else that you you collect besides watches? Yeah, I've dabbled in a lot of collecting spheres over the years. I mean, I've collected Zippo lighters. Uh, I've collected yeah. glass bottles. Um, I still have collections of both. Um, uh, Zippos reigning from the early, I uh, you know, late 1940s up until... 2007 i want to say and then i have some glass bottles from the 1890s um some old um hurricane lamps which i recently bought like they're old like um the, the oil type lamps okay um i'm just into like old glass i just love like the little imperfections in it and things like that um and also i mean i, I just love vintage things like old wall clocks i actually um so in s- several years back um I bought a Seikosha wall clock from, I think it was from the 1920s or so from a yard sale. It's still not working. I'd like to get it working again one day. Um, and then recently um, I inherited a, I'm not sure what um, brand it is, but I inherited another Japanese wall clock um, that it's in very good working condition. Um, it was at my, uh, my grandparents' uh, summer place, mm-hmm. which they recently uh, sold and I was, uh, I inherited that. So I, I wouldn't say I'm collecting that by default, but I mean, it's definitely something that I've always been into. I've just loved wall clocks. I love that ticking and like the chiming of them. I always thought they were cool. I mean, I really don't see myself getting too into that because that can get very expensive, yeah, especially yeah. like like the grandfather clocks and stuff like that. I think those are super cool, but that's expensive. like, oh yeah. Expensive, yeah. But yeah, those are, yeah. Those are the main things. Uh, how, how about you? It, I don't really have anything um, that specific honestly the only thing that i'm really collecting now are watches mm. um i'd like to collect cars but then again i don't have infinite garage space and i don't have like you know a ton of money so um it's a little bit a little bit tough but i'd like to have like a decent decently sized like car collection someday just to um yeah so only at the moment i'm pretty much just collecting watches um there's like i said i'd like to collect cars but um it's a little bit tough and uh I think for me right now, I'd rather just have one car that does it all. Um, having two cars is a little bit of a pain uh, in terms of like maintenance and paying for everything and stuff like that. So, yeah, right now watches is like the easiest thing to collect for me, uh, just because it's like more accessible. I don't have to have like a garage space to hold it. Really, no maintenance with with uh, watches. So, yeah, it's a, a good thing to collect. I mean. I used to collect a lot of like clothing, like old Supreme and stuff like that. And used to like collect them and then wait for them to appreciate a little bit, then flip them. Um, but I haven't done that in a while just because like, it's so saturated right now. Like Supreme is the whole, the whole thing is just like not, not really worth it. So yeah, for me, it's just, uh, it's just watches. Um, and occasionally I buy like Jordans here and there, you know, but I wouldn't say that's a collection. It's just more just like I buy them wear them like three times and then like uh just sell them so hmm. yeah nice yeah I'd, I'd, um 
the the one interesting thing with um uh, watches that I've um been discovering, I guess, in the past few years is that like it definitely seems like that the whole idea of protecting your collection is like a lot more of a thing these days. Because I I know that like um uh, Hodinkee partnered with Chubb, I think it was the insurance firm, to come up with watch insurance, like to insure your timepieces. And I mean, I haven't bitten the bullet yet and gotten a plan but i mean the more i'm thinking about it the more because they are obviously assets at the end of the day i mean like that i'm thinking i probably should look into getting that because just because it probably would be smart just in case something were to to happen so i could replace the my small collection if that were to happen Um, yeah it's good i heard like they always match like market value so if you have like a sub or whatever they're not going to just give you like retail um, or whatever, it'd be like market value for that watch. Yeah. Which is a, a really, really nice. Yeah. If one, I can get that, uh, Submariner, that would be ideal. Cause you <laughs> figure like at $8,100 MSRP, they're going for like 14,000 on the secondary market. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a pretty good, uh, return. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, dude. I'm waiting on that too. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully we get it soon. Um, it, it's definitely hard as a, as a collector. Like, I feel like a lot of people are getting into watch collecting nowadays, um, just because it's like the thing and it's like a trend. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with how the market is too. People see it as, like you said, an asset class. So people see it as another way that they can put their money into something and then kind of like make money off of that mm. um, passively. So I, I think that like for the new watch collector in 2021, it's really tough to buy a lot of pieces. Obviously, like everybody knows about Rolex and anything steel is is crazy but if you're a real collector you know i think everybody knows like everybody wants a submariner i think everybody should have a submariner and uh it's just like if if you really wanted it you you can't get it unless you wait like forever so it's definitely tough but i I think it's interesting how something like watches have become an investment and like people see it as a as an asset and they have like a collection of watches and then they kind of make create like a fund out of those watches which is really interesting mm-hmm. um just like the same as like an etf or something you see like a a whole group of stocks that make up this one fund um then you, you see all these watches kind of make up this one like asset class of watches which is like pretty interesting how that works i would have never thought something like that would happen but yeah it's cool yeah, there's that one company, I, I'm drawing a blank on the name mm-hmm. of them, but I remember seeing them at, um, I think it was the um, uh, the watches, the um, the wind-up uh, watch fair that, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the, the name of the, the company that put it on, uh, Worn and Wound, put it on the wind-up wind watch fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what it was called when I was at Watch Time New York in 2019. I remember seeing them there. Um, and the company, I think, allowed you to um purchase stocks in watches or like buy them as mm. like an investment thing or something like that or buy i'm not sure if you actually buy the whole timepiece or you buy like a share into it yeah, yeah like as like an investment thing and there i know that their whole thing is like the whole watches as an investment thing mm. and like buying into that as a portfolio and having a portfolio of investment watches was it called like rally uh, was it rally road or something because there's one for cars that's uh rally road they do that and they've branched out to watches and they do uh sports it's like sports cards now too huh I'm d- so i don't think that was the name okay. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it but it's yeah 
I know that they're pretty well known, like I guess in that sphere. Um, but the um, it was it was I didn't really understand understand what it was at the time, but I remember hearing about it after the fact, like that that that's what they're doing. I mean, like it does make a lot of a sense considering that what a lot of these watches are worth today. But the the crazy part really is that in the past ten fifteen years is when this stuff has really gone wacko. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, like circa two thousand twelve or Earlier yeah. than that, you could buy a. It was walking to an AD. I mean, I don't know if you could just directly buy it, but you could say like, "I want a, a Rolex Submariner," and you could easily buy it or yeah. not wait that long. Um, whereas, like, I think actually when the original um, GMT Master Batman came out, like in 2014, I think around that point or so is when things started to go really crazy. Mm. But yeah, it's it's definitely um, kind of interesting too because now you have like the whole because I remember on the um this other podcast that i listened to they had um this guy uh robin swithenbank he's like this uh i think he works for the like the financial times in the uk but he's like a analyst and stuff when it comes to finance in the watch market and he was like talking about how there's like this whole thing now with like the the whole waiting thing like how he thinks it's a real shame like how it's become like if you have like the money now you can just spend like x over just to have that piece now is like his thing is like there's like a whole thing in waiting because it makes you appreciate it more mm-hmm. and more people should do that but now you have like this whole flip culture and this whole gray market based off of that and he thinks it's really sad out like that's how it's come to especially with rolex and stuff like that and i i really agree with that because i mean it's like it's 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 all supposed to be fun and stuff like that and it's like now you're making it all about more about profitability for like these mm. these flippers and things like that and i mean obviously part of me gets it because i mean like if you can make that kind of return i mean kind of why not but at the same time it's like when you're a collector and you're trying to get those pieces and you can't because of those people then it makes it tough really yeah yeah i feel like like you said the waiting part is probably the the part that makes you appreciate the watch more like if you bought the watch from a gray market dealer I don't think it'd be as exciting as if you were to wait, you know, whatever, how long um, for that piece. So, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it, obviously there are people that are paying those prices. That's why they go for that much. Um, but I think majority of us repeat regular people, for me, waiting like a couple of months or something is like not a big deal, really. And it, it, it makes that that like that call, that email like that much more special. So to me, I don't really understand why people need to buy things now um, because these aren't like limited edition. If it's like limited edition, okay, I get it. Then you kind of have to pay, you know, resale prices. But like a lot of these watches aren't limited. It's just you, you just have to be patient, whether that's one month or six years. Like, you know, so what? In my opinion, I, I think there's a lot of other watches. Maybe they could hold you over until that one watch comes. You could do that, but... I just don't understand what the why are people so impatient and have to pay those gray market prices, which just create you know more demand, so the prices just keep going up. Um, I, I just I just don't understand, and a lot of people blame like ads for all that, and I I disagree. I actually blame the consumer because like if everybody just waited, then everybody gets their pieces, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if nobody did, then uh, these prices are going to get jacked up like crazy, like they are now. So. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is. It's a little crazy, but I think as a as a collector, when you do get that piece, 
like you get that call, you get that email, at least you have that kind of like story behind it. And like, Oh, I like, I, I waited this long and um, like, I finally got it and stuff like that. I think that's, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. But I, I do agree. Like if you do have a special occasion, like some people get a job promotion and they want to get a watch to commemorate that, then you can't really do that anymore. Um, which is like a little bit sad. So um, that's, that's the only thing. But. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting too. I've heard that um, in that, on that same um, podcast, they were talking about this idea of like th- this new generation of watch collectors, like getting, getting kind of frustrated or annoyed mm-hmm. at Rolex and not wanting to buy into that brand because they, they walk into the ADs like, and they get laughed off because they say like, Oh yeah, I want to buy yeah. a Submariner kind of thing. But at the same time, I feel like if you're like quote new into watch collecting, realistically speaking, you're not going to be automatically going to buy that Submariner right away. Cause mm-hmm. like a lot of people in watch collecting, they start off small, like with like a Seiko or a Hamilton or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they work their way up and then they learn about the watch collector. I feel like you're not going to be going in the deep end, so to speak right away. Yeah. So I feel like it's more of a learning curve, like any collecting sphere. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't just go like collecting art or something like that. So I feel like with watches, it should be the same. You don't just go buying watches like just randomly like that. I mean, like you do some form of research, especially when it's a more expensive item, like a Rolex. So I feel like that whole argument that they were making is kind of invalid because I mean, you're not just going to go buying that right off the bat. I feel like. Yeah. 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 And I think a, a lot of these, these pieces are, like I said, that there's nothing limited edition. Say you buy art, you buy cars, like you buy vintage cars, like there's a set number of them out there. And, and that number is going to get lower, like smaller and smaller every year just because people will like crash them, whatever. But a lot of these, these pieces aren't, aren't limited like they're going to keep churning them out the next generation is going to come the next like iteration is going to come out um so what's the rush really mm-hmm. um that that's just what i i don't i don't understand if it's like a a vintage piece like limited edition um then yeah maybe paying uh gray market prices is worth it because you just can't get that anymore to me it it uh doesn't really make sense and um for people to say that they don't want to buy a rolex anymore like I'm going to go to Omega and then I'm going to buy like, because they treat me right there. It's like, all right, then do that. Mm-hmm. Nobody's telling you to spend money on, um, on, on a watch. Like you could buy whatever you want. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, it's, uh, no one's telling you, no one's telling anyone what to buy. So it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have any, uh, thing else to add. How about you? Uh, I think I'm good. I, um, I'm just trying to think if I have anything else to ask you. Um, I don't know for, for you in terms of your, uh, I guess like quote unquote, like watch collection. Do you think it's like a reflection of yourself in any way? Or is there like a, uh, is there like a purpose to your collection or like a, uh, you know, like a, a theme or something? I mean, I, I would say like part of it is like family heirlooms um, mm. that I happen to, to get to get from my um the watch from my grandfather i also have a uh a vintage hamilton dress watch that was my great grandfather's both of them i have obviously for sentimental purposes and i'm not they're always going to be there in the collection but i would say as far as um the watches that i've actually bought myself i mean like i would i would definitely say that there's a purpose to it like that i buy watches that i like but also ones that i know that have the potential to do well, like in the future, like 
mm-hmm. like with mm-hmm. the Grand Seiko that I have. I mean, yeah, it's a quartz watch, but I also knew that that was a good way to get into Grand Seiko, and that was um, their first uh, quartz GMT watch that they did uh, mm-hmm. back in 2019, and I knew that that being the first was going to make that watch probably something that could be a feature collectible and mm-hmm. hold value relatively well. And also, it's just a beautiful watch, in my opinion. It just really um, uh, shines like on a certain light and it reflects well. And it's like, to me, like if I'm what, looking for a, a watch, I also like the ruggedness of it because um, I just like watches that I don't have to worry about, but also yeah. something that looks good with multiple outfits, different occasions, things like that. I mean, that's kind of what I look for, things that look good with what I like to wear. Um, it's like suits multiple occasions. It's not mm-hmm. too delicate, that kind of thing. That's that's what I would say mainly I look for. How about you? For for me, I mean, I, I think uh, the biggest thing, like I said, I look for is uh, is value retention and um, obviously the way that the watch looks. Um, I'm not super into like, oh, it's got to have this movement. It's got to be like this accurate, you know, a month, whatever. Um, honestly, I don't really care about that. <laughs> uh, it's mostly about like how the watch looks, how it fits on your wrist, um, and just like pr- the proportions of the watch. And, uh, yeah. And, and probably the, the biggest thing is it, does it hold value and does it, does it, does it make sense for me to spend my money on it? Because, uh, a, a lot of the, the watches that, that do are expensive, but if you think about it, you, you are getting your money back. You are just putting your money somewhere for a little bit and then you can, you know, you can get your money back on, on that watch if you want to get rid of it. I know you want the want a sub. So, do you, where do you see that? Do you see that replacing your GMT in your collection? Um, I mean, as long as I have the the money to keep both, mm-hmm. then I'll definitely keep both. Because I mean, I I would hate to sell the GMT just because I just love yeah, that watch, yeah. and it was like the first um, watch that I've really spent. Um, quite a bit of money on compared to what I had bought before. Um, mm-hmm. It was 2500 uh, at the time. But I mean, it's obviously not a ton of money, but I mean, like, it's definitely one of those kind of things where it's like a, a waiting pool, so to speak, like dipping your toes, like into yeah, spending yeah. more money and kind of getting used to it. So it definitely helped me in that sense to make me more comfortable in that sense. So I definitely feel like I'm, I'm finally ready to spend that kind of money on a Submariner. I mean, like, I know that financially speaking, it's definitely going to be, I guess, a quote like, like, oh, that's a lot of money to spend. But I feel like at the same time, because there was a watch um, YouTuber who said, like, if it doesn't hurt a little bit, then it's it's not the right piece because it should, like, hurt a little bit financially speaking, so to speak, because then you really remember that that watch. Uh-huh. And it's it's like something like in the sense of like, I think the way he was saying like that when you're buying your first like really big like piece that you've been saving up with your so-called grail watch as they call it like that it's something that's taking a little bit out of you so to speak like financially and it's something that you remember and something that it's like you're not just like buying on a whim mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. it's kind of hard to explain but kind of like yeah, that no, kind of mentality and it's like mm-hmm. it's a rolex i mean like like uh, people like to um to talk smack on Rolex and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, what do you see most people buy when they want to celebrate an anniversary or some special? Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's actually kind of interesting. How how you say that about like how it takes, like it kind of takes a a part of you when you make a purchase like that, because like, obviously like you could go on Amazon, you could buy like a Casio watch for like $10 
and like yeah it's a great watch it's it's like you know it's functional whatever but like you know a ten dollar watch it's it like it's great i'm sure if it's a lot of people but like you said like if it doesn't really hurt you that much then it doesn't really feel that special you know like um yeah you can just go on amazon or that thing next day shipping get that watch (laughs) like to your house um so i i don't know i i i kind of agree with that even though that that sounds really strange but i kind of agree with that yeah yeah it's kind of weird like with with watch collecting in general just because like as you're as you're wading into the pool, getting more serious and collecting, I feel like at that point, once you're at that point, that shows that you're kind of bitten by the bug really, yeah. really bad. And that's, you're really into it then. Yeah. yeah because yeah. realistically speaking, you're not going to spend $8,100 on a watch unless you're, you're into it. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll freely admit that I'm, I'm, I'm really into watches these days yeah. and it's definitely a passion of mine. So, I mean, you're definitely going to get the bug once you get that sub. I I bet you're going to be like, oh, what's next? Like, you're going to like it for like a month, two months. You're going to be like, oh, this is fire. You're going to look at it on your wrist. You're going to be like, okay, what's next? You're going to be, you're going to be looking forward already. So probably (laughs) (laughs) it's not, it's not good, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, thankfully, actually the good thing is that you can't buy all these pieces right away. Cause if you buy all these pieces right away, dude, I might be in debt. So <laughs> I like you can actually wait like uh, uh six months a year so I could actually save money instead of just buying everything at one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a great hobby. I mean, once I got the OP, I was like, wow, this is this is really cool. And I mean I've always wanted a GMT and you know, like my dad has a has a GMT master. So I that's the watch I told him to get. That was back in like two thousand thirteen, I think. And that watch was like at a at a tourneau. It was used. Um, I, I remember seeing the case. I was like, "Yo, you got to get that GMT. Like, that's fire." There's like a, a sub in there and stuff like that. I was like, "Nah, you got to get this two tone GMT." Like, I thought it was really cool at the time. But yeah, I've always wanted uh, wanted the GMT Master. So after I got the OP, then I was like, you know what? Let me try. Let me just like you know try to get get a GMT. And uh, thankfully, I got it. So. But I mean, I'm not satisfied. I'll just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's great and all, but it's like you know, now I'm I'm looking for the next thing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both in deep in this hobby, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's hard. It's hard to keep up with all these hobbies. You know, like I want, like I want a new car. Well, I want like uh, whatever. And it's like I can't spend money here and there. You know, it's got to be just like one thing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tough for us because I know like you know you like cars too. I'm sure you want like a car car collection eventually too. So it's like man, it's a lot of money to and it's a lot of uh, headaches to be honest to, to mm-hmm. keep up with the stuff outside of your full time job. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. Do you, do you think this is a good point to wrap up? Yeah, sounds good. Good okay. uh, good talk on the. Uh... Collecting, I feel like it's a very relevant thing these days, just because a lot of a lot of watch collectors out there. So uh, hopefully, it's helpful to all you listeners out there. Yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, thank you everyone for tuning in. <laughs> you can send us a, a questions or um, any concerns or anything you want to our email. That's gearsandchronos at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at gearsandchronos. So yeah. So thank you for uh, for listening, everyone. Thank you.